Welcome back, baby. It's Daily DVR. It's solo. It's Folo. We're here for a TV catch-up. We don't even have any notes or nothing, baby. We're going right off the top of the head. We're just going to talk about some shows that we've been watching, movies, experiences, dreams, fan. Well, maybe not fans. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Kid show. Kid show. (laughs) Don't forget, (laughs) head on over to DVRpodcast.com. Become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Want to thank all the patrons out there. Man, you all are an amazing bunch. You keep the lights on. You keep us doing this. And we're going to be doing a lot more potting. Uh, I'm in a new house. I'm in a new place. I'm ready to chat. I'm ready to talk. Solo, I want to start this off. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> by live <laughs> live on the podcast okay okay live okay. on the podcast i want to ask you there is a new show okay called lioness special ops lioness it's going to be on paramount plus okay created oh. by our man taylor sheridan not tyler Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> it starts Zoe Saldana, Nicole Kidman, Jill Wagner, Morgan Freeman, Sam Ashgari, who I think wasn't that the guy who was married to Britney Spears at some point? Yeah, he was. Yeah. No yeah, he yep, he has a kid with Britney Spears. Um so anyway. Wow. Well, that's for another pod. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that later. A young Marine is recruited by the CIA to befriend the daughter of a terrorist group and the daughter of a terrorist group in order to bring down the organization from within. This is special ops lioness. Should we cover this on the DVR podcast network? Um, Wait a minute. So. Remember, I ran into at the HMB car wash in Burbank, James Jordan. Yes. I ran into him and he said he was shooting something in Morocco. This is it. And I forget. This is it. This is the show. His name is Two Cups on the show, not Two Chains, Two Cups. So, of course, we have to cover it. I mean, if James Jordan just came back from Morocco, ran into me at the car wash and we started chatting, like, how do we not cover this? All right, man. I think that I think we might be making it making the uh, proclamation live on the air. It's only eight episodes. It runs from July 23rd to September 10th. So it would kind of take us towards the end of the summer. I think it's something to look, look, look at coming. It's fun. It's <laughs> and in if, par- yeah. if I have to be in the Czech Republic in September, we'll just have our, our brother cover One me. Yep. One bike. Yeah. He'll jump on special. He'll jump on for the finale. For the for for the for, for the, 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 the fa, 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 fa. <laughs> My God, I can't speak. You That's know, lately I've been like 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 when I've been talking to people, I, I've been saying like I'm gonna, but I say it so fast and it sounds like humana humana humana. And I'm like, what am I, Jackie Gleason? <laughs> You're losing it solo. The old age is cat speaking of old age. This Whoa. will serve as my birthday pod. My birthday is on Sunday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Axel Folo. Yeah. You share a birthday with my cousin Troy, 
who nice. was all was my best man at the wedding and who Great you guy. were groomsmen with. Uh, you guys share the same birthday, June eleventh. Yep, that's the truth, man. And um, that's also my friend Lou. His dad is June eleventh, and he's June fifteenth. Oh, Lou stops. By- oh no, Lou no, that's a different by. one. I've never coaxed Lou into doing a podcast all these years. I've tried. We to need. I want to hear podcast. Lou. I want to hear him. I know he's a quiet talker, though. He is kind of a quiet talker. Well, you know, sometimes know. in life, quiet talkers aren't the worst. Mm, that's true. Well, but we're not quiet talkers, are we? So- <laughs> no, we're not. We we're not quiet at all. All right. So as of now, we're going to cover Special Ops Linus. I think that's a fun. It's only it's only eight episodes. We'll do we twenty can, minute episode pods, which turn into three hours. But bam. still, we'll do it. Hey, I liked rabbit hole. How we did like if we were if we were done at like thirty minutes, we were like, okay, we talked about the episode. Yeah, I like that. It's like our old TV talk days, Axel. Where yeah. what we had to be in within less than. 20 like 25 minutes yeah okay i think it was i think it was like maybe it was 12 minutes or something no it wasn't it was like 20 20 20 okay yeah i think it was 20 yeah it was like 20 ish which is i guess they did the research i myself i like the hour but i'm starting to like the 40 minute to an hour sometimes like bill simmons drops like those two and a half hour pods and i end up only listening to like one segment of it Oh, I, I love, I love, I love the two, three hour pods. I actually, um, because, you know, I watched the show last summer. I watched the show dark finally yeah. and, uh, Claude and Justin, you know, remember lost lowdown and Mr. Yes, of course. They, they, I don't think they covered the third season of dark, but I found two, they do a three hour pod on like season one of dark and like two and a half of season two. So I, 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 but the problem is I listen to it when I go to bed and then I fall asleep within a half hour. So every day I'm backing up and re-listening, but uh, they, they covered dark. So I was like, Oh, I miss the Claude and Justin eight hours lost lowdown style. Yeah. Well, that does help when you're doing a lot of dishes and laundry and stuff, which is yeah. when I tend to listen to a lot of pods at night, everybody else is asleep. I, I do some laundry do some dishes, maybe clean the counter, clean the. I feel, stove like, I feel like you're. I feel like you're seducing me with your sexy <laughs> voice. I do the counter. I'm like, where's Melanie Linsky? Can we do some seventies like murder, like affair type show? Oh no, we're gonna have to. We'll plan on it, baby. This the Folo Solo murders. All right, let's <laughs> jump in and talk about totally off the cusp. I'm gonna ask you. What's a new show that you've been enjoying? Ah, okay. So, I'll, you know what? I'll start out. I've completed a few shows per your recommendation. Uh, but far as like something we, me and the wife have just started that we started watching little Apple TV, maybe even Paramount plus. Fatal Attraction with Joshua Jackson. It's it. I believe that is Peacock. No, it's Paramount Plus. Oh, it's Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not Peacock. Oh, I actually right. recently he was in the other one on Peacock. Okay. Yeah, we recently. Uh, thank 
thanks to a good friend of mine, uh, I have access to Peacock now. So I'm aboard on Peacock so I can uh, explore. So we watched the first two episodes because, of course, my wife's like, oh, I want to see the Pacey show, <laughs> Fatal Attraction. And, of course, Fringe, uh, you know, a couple of years ago we did, we watched the whole series. But big Joshua Jackson fan in our household. And uh, I was a little like oh, Fatal Attraction. I don't want to see someone having an affair and then the woman becomes psycho. And it just, I was just like, I don't want to see that again. I get very uncomfortable with that that yeah. and when someone's in someone's office when someone's about to walk in and they're trying to find something like those are the two scenarios like that get me like i'm just like eh, i don't want to watch this um but <laughs> but as my wife convinced me to watch it she's like it's gonna be more than just like the movie there's gonna so yeah. that what they actually yep. do they are doing more because they do like a flash forward and you see what's happened to the Joshua Jackson character and what he's trying to do. And so basically in a nutshell, we know he has an affair and all that in uh, the great Amanda Pete plays his wife, which I'm a big Amanda Pete fan through and through. So I'm like, Oh, don't cheat on Amanda Pete. She's a good woman, but I know it's a character, but so that happens. But then in the flash forward, he's released from prison because oh. he supposedly killed the woman he had an affair with, but now he's trying to um, basically um, solve the case saying he didn't do it and he wants to find the real killer. Right. I it. heard about this. And they that's not really a spoiler because they tell you that very early. That, that's right, that's o- right off premise. the bat. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. like yeah. the premise of this reimagining is that's what gives it legs, right? Could give it a season Correct. two. That there's a Correct. central mystery there. And I have also heard that it kind of subverts, you know, the original um, Michael Douglas, Glenn Close version. Uh, I think she had later done interviews. And, and of course, everything becomes reexamined in different times. And right. you see that that does kind of play into the crazy woman syndrome. Like she was obsessed with him. It kind of made her into, and they, I I believe they originally changed the ending of that movie to make it more like that, that she goes nuts at the, I I, honestly, I don't think I ever even saw fatal attraction. I have, it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember seeing it at the time. I wasn't super interested. I think it came out when we were, I must have been like, what? Yeah, young. Though. I think 87, Younger. 87. It might have been 12, okay, 13. So then I'm it like, came yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, and uh, oh, shoot, what's the uh, the actress that's in it? I love. And now I, I'm throwing it, but she did the uh, that sex show with, uh, with the guy from Frost Nixon, who I can't remember. Missy Kaplan. What's her name? Yeah, Missy Kaplan. She's awesome. Like her and Rose Byrne, Lizzie. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan and Rose Byrne are two actresses that are well known, but I, I just think they're freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Lizzie and she's, Kaplan's she's awesome, really, man. she's really good. So I, it's she's just like sexy too. Oh yeah. I, I ain't, you know, can't blame a guy for, uh, <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan. It, she, she's not, uh, related to Gabe Kaplan. Is she? I don't Welcome think back, so. I think it's spelled differently. 
Yeah. I think but anyway. The K. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. It was more of a joke, but then I realized it could oh. happen. Um, <laughs> I always take you but, seriously. So like, <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, you know, no, that one was the other day. Lachlan said that to me. He's like, dad, sometimes I can't tell if you're joking or you're serious. And I was like, that's how I am with, with uh, Heath on a podcast. Sometimes <laughs> that's how we roll. It's our dry wit yeah, or sort of dry wit, but no, the show's good. It's worth checking out. Um, like I said, we're only two episodes in, but it's very well done and there's going to be more, there's more to it. And that's why if it was just a, a a redo of the movie, I wouldn't be into it, but I'm more into the, uh, present day flash forward times than I am the actual affair. Um, it, it, cause that again, makes me feel so uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. It's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't like seeing people having affairs, I guess. I've never, I've never been comfortable with that. But, hey, that's just a solo thing. Well, especially, you know? too, you know, you're watching with the lady and she's looking over you like, you better not work with Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Star that's City the thing. Yeah. Two. Star City Murders 2. Yeah. I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, hey, I'm like, honey, if I bring home a big ass paycheck, you'll, I have a feeling you'll be fine with it. That's, That's what true. I say. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm fooling around. It's it's work. I have not but, uh, checked this show out. I know that Perry wanted to, so perhaps do it with your wife. Yeah, perhaps do this it. Will be a show we'll check out. We do. I do still have Paramount Plus for free, going on like what three or four years because I got a free <laughs> trial through Apple or something, and for some reason. Apple stopped charging me, but I still can get in and I just never logged out. So I just hey, still have Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um, but uh well, if you ever do get logged out, I'll give you my all right. I don't I'll, even I have no idea what the hell my login is, but I'll let you know. I'll maybe they'll uh they'll finally appreciate all the shows that we cover for them and they'll give us a little uh little free free uh membership. You would think plus now know? that we're doing lioness, the Thundercats show from yeah. Tyler Sheridan. Um, so I got a show. <laughs> I got a show oh. I was gonna talk about. Um, just came out recently on the Netflix, caught the first three episodes, and it is called Foobar with our old friend Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, Arnold. Yes, so um, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as a CIA operative. It's kind of like True Lies, except his daughter is also a CIA operative. That's kind of the conceit of the show. And they do have a series called True Lies that's out. Yes. I watched the pilot of. I I think that's been canceled, actually. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I don't so, hope so because I want people to work, but, but I, I wasn't into it. I, I wasn't in love with the the couple. I think they were miscast. Yeah. The premise is Luke Brunner and his daughter Emma have lied to each other for years, neither of them knowing that the other is a CIA operative. Once alias, they, yeah. <laughs> once they both learn the truth, they realize they do not actually know anything about each other, and it is definitely more on the comedic side. I was kind of 
going into it, I was like, okay, how how like comedy is this going to be? It's definitely comedy first, right? Um, and then there is some action in it. There's the drama is so slight. It's what any comedy. It's like the drama that Friends had, or it's not. It's less than that. You know, it's like father daughter shit. But it's uh, his daughter is Monica Barbera. She was in Top Gun Maverick. Um, okay. I thought you were going to say Monica Lewinsky. No, but um, she's really good. She's really good. And um, she plays uh, kind of like a good uh, tough gal, I guess you'd say. Um, she really pulls it off. It's really funny. It's, it's, it's not a great show. Um, let's see mm-hmm. who else is in it. Oh, fortune femster who some people like she's, she's okay. that, uh, she's like a comedian, like this oh, okay. kind of comedian, Travis van Wickle, who, uh, what did I, I don't, I don't know what I recognize him. You kind of recognize he's been in a bunch of different st- right. in transformers and Friday the 13th remake. He's been around for a while. Jay Barshell is in it. Oh, Jay Barshell. Yeah, the Canadian actor. The Canadian um, I'm trying actor. to find the name of the guy who is who plays this guy, Uncle. What's his name? Oh, maybe his name is Milan Carter. Yeah, that's who it is. He's he is probably the funniest part of the show. Um, I I dig him. I think he's a he he's funny. I'm trying to find what his character's name is. I got to get into the uh oh. Barry and Uncle Barry, they call him. Oh, you always gotta have an Uncle Barry. He, even I'm though sure. he's he's like, I guess, in his early 40s or something, but he looks like he's about 20 years old. Uh, and I think <laughs> that's just reality. But it's a funny right. show. It's like a slight funny, it has some action stuff. It's not over, it's not annoying. It doesn't go back to cliches again and again. It keeps it moving. Arnold is funny. I've always thought he was a good comedian. Um, you know, some of the the action stuff you can let's just say you can tell more than ever when the stunt man is in place of Arnold. <laughs> like in <laughs> Batman 66. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, he all of a sudden can move a lot quicker. You know, it's like the reverse of when De Niro was de-aged for that Scorsese movie. Remember, and like even though he looks oh, like he's Irish 30, man. he moves, yeah, he moves like he's a 75-year-old guy. <laughs> like it's kind of like he'll like be walking down a hall like like he can it, you know, because now Schwarzenegger looks like he's always going to like fall off balance a little bit. You know, all the muscles are going to uh, like push him to one side, and then all of a sudden he's running really quick, and you're like, okay, that's the stump man. But um, overall, it's okay. I mean, I don't think it's. I think it's more what we've been getting out of Netflix lately. It's only eight episodes. They're still an hour long. Little little could have been a half hour, as far as I'm concerned. But generally speaking, I would say, hey, if you and the lady watch it, you laugh a little bit, it moves quick, it has some good action stuff, it's kind of fun, you know, give it a shot. But it's not anything fantastic. It's not like Arnold is back, you know, just kind of fun. I hear you. Cool. All right. Uh, What you got? So I I went on your recommendation and watched the Netflix show, The Night Agent. Oh, okay. With uh, 11, uh, 10 episodes with Gabrielle Basso, the young kid from Super 8. 
And I think the hit of the show was uh, Lucianne Buchanan, who plays Rose Larkin. She was fantastic. I loved her in the show. And of course, our girl from Yellow Jackets, uh, Sarah Desjardins, uh, plays Maddie Redfield. I really liked her in this. Uh, I thought she was great as the uh, VP's daughter. And then Enrique Miracano uh, plays Ben Alamore. I loved him from Without a Trace. Remember oh. that show? Yeah. And we I had did. a little little DB Woodside from 24 mm-hmm. is in it. Um, and uh, Hong Chow. Oh, You've Hong seen Chow. Her Watchmen. Of and a bunch of stuff. She's fantastic. And uh, Kari uh, Matchett plays President Michelle Tr- Travers, another 24 alum. Um, it was a fun show. It was a show I needed. It uh, had the 24 elements to it. We're constantly guessing who's the mole uh, and binged it pretty quick. But I, re- I really enjoyed it. I thought it, it was fun. It, it didn't do anything new, but it was just like a delightful show that I, I really enjoyed for a quick binge. And I, I, it was just, it was neat. I love those types of premises and uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Now, 10 years from now, will I say the night agent was the greatest show? Probably not, but it's in my, it was in my, <laughs> it was in my wheelhouse and, and you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yes. I night agent created by Sean Ryan, the shield. Oh yeah. Our boy. Yeah. Um, definitely though, this is kind of reminds me a little bit of foobar in that it's not, it's definitely more dramatic and action packed, but it's kind of the same Netflixy thing where I feel like the episode, like I really liked it, but I felt like the episodes were a little long. I don't necessarily think they needed as much time. Um, what did it end up being? Ten episodes? I think it could have been yeah. eight. Eight? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, there was there was one thing where there's a big shootout and how it from a sniper and how it ends. I you know, my wife called it and I go, No, they're not gonna be that cheesy. And of course it did happen. What she called, I don't want to spoil it. So like I was a little like, ah. <laughs> you know, there were there were some of those moments. In the show where I'm like, all right, but in the binge era, this works. It did feel like kind of a network show. If I had to watch this week to week, I probably would be, I might be out in a couple episodes just because Mm -hmm. there's so much out there. Uh, Maybe 10 years ago, I would have stuck with it, but I'm glad it was a Netflix binger because it, it, that worked. It was like a nice two night treat is how yeah, I put it. I agree. Now I will admit that I can't really remember the difference between the recruit with that kid, Noah Centanio, who was like a CIA lawyer and mm-hmm. the night agent. I it's they're They kind of blend in my mind, but I enjoyed both of them most the thing I was most impressed with actually by both shows, but when night agent was Gabriel Basso, I think this kid, you know, you always hear them saying like, why all, it seems like all of even Marvel cast, like all these English and Australian and New Zealand actors, right? Like they, they don't cast yeah. a lot of American. This kid is just like waiting to be the next oh, dude. in America or some shit. Exactly. 
The Sign Flash, him up right whatever. now. He's Sign him great. up right now. He can act. Yeah. He's got the physical tools. He's very likable. He's yep. perfect for like a superhero. I didn't even think of that. That's kind of like <laughs> in 2001 when me and my cousin Kevin went to go see The Count of Monte Cristo in the theater and a young Henry Cavill shows up. I go, he would be a good Superman. Oh, and then sure damn. enough, 10 years later, he was Superman. I Solo guess I should have been a casting director. Yeah, Solo yeah. casting should have been a casting director. And I, I like also, you, oh, go ahead, buddy. No, 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 no. I was just, yeah, go. I was just going to say that, um, the, the, the co his co-star, uh, Lucianne Bacanin. Buchanan. Buchanan. Oh, I, oh, why, why did you go Buchanan? I don't know why, why you I go, did that. That was Yeah. Why did, why did you, cause you were expecting it to be. I know. I was expecting it to be something different, but I've seen her in a bunch of different stuff. She's actually from New Zealand and I thought she oh. was great too. So I kind of felt that the show, like maybe it's parts were better than the whole DB Woodside shows up and he was awesome. Dude, He's man. great. Yeah. He's great as the weathered, like secret service agent yep. who messed up. He was perfect. And yeah. I loved him in 24. He was so good. Yeah, um, he was great. And, and, you know, it, but the thing is, what's funny about Buchanan, uh, whatever you said. I don't said, know why I said um, it that way. <laughs> you know, I was like, I think I've seen her before. And she, I, it's not her sister, but she has a lookalike actress that was in the show Big Sky that we watch. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought it was her, I swear, but it it isn't. But man, they look, they could be sisters. Like she put, yeah. you know, so that's who I thought it was, but, uh, but she was great. I loved her in this. She was so good. All right. The night agent. Yeah. I would suggest it. Like I, I still think it reminds me of yeah. another Netflix show, which I, we still haven't finished, um, which I originally thought it was awful. Then by the second episode, I thought it was really good. Then by the fifth or sixth episode, I thought it's not that great, which is the diplomat. Oh, with know. Carrie Russell? Yeah, with Carrie Russell. I haven't, watched, I, it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's okay. You know, a lot of the Netflix stuff, they, I don't know, man. It just seems kind of middle of the road to me. You know, a lot of a lot lately people have been, when they talk about Netflix, they're kind of trying to say, you know, Netflix is trying to be like McDonald's. They just give you like a nice Big Mac you can eat real quick, right? And it, it, doesn't, really, <laughs> it doesn't really fill you up. And I kind of feel that way about some of these shows. Um, actually, the way I think Netflix is getting better for me is in their reality shows, which that's right, people. It's time for a little oh, no. Axel's reality corner, baby. Are you ready? I forget what the th- I forget what the theme song was, but <laughs> reality corner with Axel Foley. Yeah. Um, anyway, Netflix has recently put out a couple of, of, uh, of very fun reality shows. One of which is the return of selling sunset, which follows a group of ridiculous, like totally plastic surgeried out LA real estate agents. It is insane. I mean, they, these women wear like, they're like meet each other for coffee and walk in with like these 
ridiculous couture outfits that no one would wear anywhere except for like the Met Gala, but they're just getting coffee and they never sell any real estate. And one of the women this year is one of Nick Cannon's baby mamas. I think she's baby mama number 10 or something. Oh, and, and, and one of the first, <laughs> one of the first storylines is that <laughs> like by her second episode, Nick Cannon has already had a baby with someone else. <laughs> like they're sitting. That's almost as like, bad as uh Cromarty from the Jets. Oh my, I know. 89 kids. It, well, you know, Nick Cannon's famous for having like, just like one kid and then moving on to another woman. And the show is absolutely ridiculous, but it is very fun this season. She actually, her name is Bree. She turns out to be the only person who's selling any real estate. So it's, it's quite like a, it's, it's a weird dichotomy where she is the most weird, like her face is totally like, it's just she looks like a fembot like she's had so much work done oh god and 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 her outfits are insane but then again and she has a kid with nick cannon you'd be like man her life's a mess no she is the best she's so smart she's the best agent she not every time she's with a client you're like wow she is a pro and all the other women are just like yelling at each other but you know i know you don't like this kind of stuff solo so i'll keep it brief hey i'm just letting you talk it, you it know, I got is no comment <laughs> it has gotten much better because they got rid of this one cast member, Christina. They were all fighting with her. Now they all oh, they got rid of Christina. Yes. Thank oh, God they got rid of her. I'll move on to the next one. Okay. Which it, we just started watching last night, which is called the, I, I don't, let me get the, let me get the, oh, the whole title here. Cause I want to get it right. It's called the ultimatum. I think it's called the ultimatum queer love. Yeah, the ultimatum queer love. It's all um they're I I I should say they're all women because some of them are non-binary, but it's like five different couples. Um mostly it it mostly like uh hedges towards the feminine. They're mostly all women. And they come to this resort in San Diego. One of them wants has given the other an ultimatum. I need to get married or we're breaking up. Now, in order to solve this ultimatum, what do you think they do solo? Do you think they go through therapy? Do you think they learn about each other and talk about each other? Or do you think they try to have sex That's with each other? That's not good for TV. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> so what they do instead is they set them up on dates with the other people there to try to, I guess, test <laughs> their relationship, which makes no sense. But Temptation out, Island. That's kind of what it's like. It turns out to be a very interesting show. It's not a train wreck. Gina suggested it on the Facebook page. Gina. And, and I have really, we watched, I think, two episodes last night alone. It was, it's been very fun, very enjoyable. I am down with it. So that's my Netflix reality check. And we have not got to season two of the barbecue uh showdown which i love but we'll be starting to watch that soon as well since we're on the reality train yeah i'm gonna make a couple comments oh please so my wife loves these tlc you know 90 day fiance mm -hmm. married at first sight oh me too um, me too yep, yep all that stuff and then 
she had on the uh, yesterday was my 600 pound life. Okay. Yeah. I can't and do I, that. I, I was just like, I, w- I was about to throw up. I, I, I was just like, this is so sad. Yeah. Uh, but it was on, but I have been known and I'm saying this on air to kind of get a little sucked into this 90 day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It, some of it is crazy. And like, when I know what the couples are, like if I don't watch it for a couple of weeks, my wife's watching, I'm like, Oh, what's going on with you know, these couples? Like it, it fascinates me. Yeah. And it fascinates me how stupid people are. Yeah. To, that's true. To want to find love. And it's sad because the red flags are there, but yet these people, I don't know, but it's very interesting. <laughs> That's I don't know. why it's we watch Solo. That's why I know. We I don't watch it, right? it as much as my wife does. Like, I'm not like, oh, save 90 day for me. But if I'm doing some work and she's got it on, she has a day off. I kind of like, I'm kind of watching in my, you know, to see what's going on. And, you know, then they have those tell all shows. Yep. Oh my God, stuff. dude. They have, they have 90 day fiance. They have before the 90 days. They have right, after right. the 90 days. They have after the night after the 90 days single life. They have yeah. Um, I mean, they have every like the reverse possible. one. There's a reverse yes, one. Yeah, 90 they, days the other way, it's called. The other way. Yeah. Right. It, it, Where it, they it, go a, to an American goes to another country. They make so much money yeah. off this shit. It, it, and, it's pretty amazing. And every oh. single season, because my wife and I have watched about five or six seasons, not all the way through. A lot of times we just give up because, you know, the way these shows are is each episode is like an hour and a half, two hours. They will show, but when you condense it down per couple, it's like 10 minutes per couple, right? So they'll tease yeah. something in the beginning of the episode, and then they don't get back to that couple for like an hour. It's like yeah. never ending. And they always have. It seems like every season they have an American woman who has American no woman. idea, who has no idea what Islam is, has never, yeah. never <laughs> studied what a Muslim person believes, what their traditions right. are, anything. And then she goes and, and, and some guy comes over from uh, some country he's he he's muslim he comes over from pakistan or something and then she's shocked that he's upset that she's wearing a bikini around the house on right camera. right yeah yeah and it's like every single time that that gets me a little annoyed after a while because it's like you're kind they're kind of setting up these guys to say like oh look how controlling they're being yeah you can say i definitely agree with that but also like she should have known. Like they're always honest. Did you do the research? <laughs> yeah, like, the guys never lie. They're always like, I mean, I am a Muslim man, and I want a very. I mean, I your Indian parent, their Indian parents aren't going to approve a fifty-nine-year-old white woman from yes, Alabama who exactly. looks like she's about to die because she <laughs> drank so much, she smoked so many cigarettes and booze. Like, re- I mean, really. Yeah, it's it's it, they do they kind of play with stuff there that sometimes. Yeah. But but you know what though, it does capture for you and your wife because she comes from another country and has a different tradition and culture, right? 
I mean, she's been in America a while. It's not like yeah, she's just she's from been, there. Yeah. But you can kind of relate. Sort of. However, you know, my wife is so Americanized and yeah. and, and denounces her heritage because she should have been born here. So but that's part of different. it, though, right? Like, that's still part of who she is. And for some well, of the people, and she'll tell yeah. you, she'll be the first person to tell you since she's met me. You know, now it's been what nine years since we've been dating and married for five. Uh, she's changed a lot. Like she never swore. She, she like <laughs> she never. There's a lot of things she's never done that I've like made comfortable. <laughs> Let's put it so that low. way. You know, so it, it's like she's like, "What have you done to me?" <laughs> she's like, oh, "I'm damn. supposed to change you, and you've changed me." And I'm like, "Well, you know." I'm a likable guy, you know, I'm easy going. You just you conform. Are. No, but, but, but yeah, no, but, um, it just, it, it fascinates. And the fact that my wife likes it. So I, I don't like, I trash certain things. Like I'll make fun of her lifetime movies that she watches, but I've kind of stopped because I mean, it's her guilty pleasure. She likes it. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, why are you watching this crap? Like she knows, she knows a lot of movies are shit, but she enjoys it. So, yeah, you know what? Enjoy yeah, it, honey. It. You work, you work freaking hard. You deserve to have your guilty pleasures. Now she gives me a problem with sports, but she football. She allows me to watch. I can dominate the day, but if I want to watch a baseball game, I sometimes have to go to the bedroom. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. No, that's it. okay. It's it's okay. Uh, Actually, but, I was going to say in sports solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I had nothing. Okay. I was going to say, I've actually <laughs> watched, and I'm going to watch tonight, um, I've been watching almost all of the NBA playoffs this year. This is the first wow. time in, I can't, I mean, 25, 30 years, literally, that I have watched this much basketball. And um, I have uh, I have some uh, some comments that I'd like to make. Oh, Comment away. Okay. First off, still shocks me how close they allow the crowd to be to the players. Oh, the floor seats. Yeah. Still shocks me. I'm still, and, and I'm still shocked that in this day and age, they're having these million dollar, multi bazillion dollar players and franchises sit on like tiny little folding chairs. When they're not playing, like, I don't get why they can't do a soccer style. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get you know it. What I mean, like a little, like, so. like, like a 100%. capsule type thing in front where they can have privacy and discuss the game. And it's just ridiculous. Like I, it makes you feel closer, but it's there, just, weird. there's sometimes Axel where they, when they do like the final four and stuff where they actually have a step down to the bench. Yes. Okay. It's very rare. It's very rare, but you see that in some, some places, um, which, but like, yeah, like, cause I remember one year, Chris rock is sitting on the floor seats and he said something and Phil Jackson was pissed at him and, and he got all freaked out. Yeah, the other night, um, Jokic's brother was like arguing with people behind the bench. 
yeah. uh, with with uh, Miami Heat fans, and they were talking about it on air, and then they showed it, and I'm like, this is so weird. Like in yeah. the NFL, you can't get anywhere near the fucking. Play. No, you're you, no, you're not even close. They would never let you do yeah. that. Um, yeah, it is other, strange why they haven't changed it. Actually, yeah, weird, uh, weird. The other thing money. I was going to say is, um, yeah, that's right. They make it. You're right, bro. People wouldn't pay as much money to sit there, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. The other thing I was going to say is I was have been happy, and this is more sports-related than TV-related, but I, I have been happy to see more of a balance. Still way too many three-pointers, which I find watching a person shoot a three-pointer to be just about the least interesting fucking uh, thing that any basketball player could do. I, It's just I'm not fun. You know what I mean? Just like haul, and yep. most of the time they just look like they're throwing the ball as hard as they can. Oh, you'll get a fast break instead of getting the the sure two. They'll pop up for a three, yeah. and, and they, like you and, would never have seen that. And I know the numbers make it out that I guess if you make thirty percent, you're still better than the sixty percent with a two point. I, I guess the, but still, I I've been happy to watch it. But it's too. all Axel. It's all about momentum. Yeah. If you're scoring three yeah. twos in a row. And you're, you you know, and they, it's still like, I understand. Yeah. Take your three and all that, but too many teams live and die by the three go for the fucking two. It's been a game yeah. for a hundred years. Like, but they but seem to though, three, right. I mean, it seems a little bit more than like maybe five years ago when I checked in last time and probably watched a couple games and watched Steph the golden Curry. state run. When, when the golden state started making the run, that's when the three became yeah. really popular. And, and 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 everything changed, kind of boring. Uh, but I liked it this season because I think teams like um, the Nuggets, where they where Jokic, I mean, he's amazing. He's like Magic Johnson. He's unbelievable. He just dishes the ball. He doesn't need to take the shot. And then they and then though he'll call for the ball and he'll post up and he'll actually do a move. And I'll be like, yeah. well, I'll tell Lachlan, I've been watching some of Lachlan. Look at that, man. So I've enjoyed watching the NBA. The games are quick. They There seems to be less dumb, let's take 100 foul shots at the end of the game for the last 30 minutes, which I always find completely boring. Um, but overall, I've enjoyed. I, I like the announcers. I especially love Jeff Van Gundy. I liked him when he was the Knicks coach <laughs> way back in the day. But he's funny as hell. Um, so overall, I, I'd have to say my NBA watching and I've got YouTube TV now I've, um, I don't have direct TV. That's right. That's right. And watching it, uh, it looks amazing. I, I'd have to say anyone who's listening YouTube TV, if you've been wondering, go for it. The only thing it doesn't have at this point is lifetime. And that's where actually married at first sight is on that. And, and Perry, <laughs> yeah. I've been watching that. But you can watch it through their app. You just have to watch dumb commercials. And anyway, Married at First Sight has kind of gone down the drain. You have to go. The last season is like the most boring season ever. But anyway, Times have changed. TV is awesome. Did you get the Sunday ticket? No, I didn't. Ah, I got it, man. What? what well, what's going to happen is I'm going to be gone most of September, and when I come back, I'll just, I'll just, because I went. It's funny because I went to sign up for it. I was going to do it. And they tried to, they almost tricked me where you sign up for YouTube TV every month. But then when I went to just do the Sunday ticket, I thought they'd have like installments, but you have to pay everything at once. So I kind of balked. 
because I'm like, ah, do I want to lay this? I know it'll be a hundred bucks extra, but I, until I know what my fall is like, if I'm going to miss a month, I'll probably just come back and just do, I'll do it at some point. Cause I'm going to have to, because I can't, I can't just watch the Rams every freaking week. <laughs> I need to watch the Cowboys. Yeah, dude. You know. you, I, I got a good deal on it. I got. Um, like a hundred bucks off, so it was like two eighty nine for the whole season, and then it also gives you, um, NFL Network and Red Zone. Well, NFL Network comes standard with the YouTube package, but it, it also you you know you still have to pay like forty bucks extra for Red Zone. Red Zone, but yeah. compared to DirecTV, that's pretty good. They were actually charging a bit more, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've been happy with YouTube TV. I'll tell you, man, sometimes at night, I, I've been watching the basketball later at night. Um, uh, like I said, I'll do the dishes or clean up the house. We just moved. So I'll be watching on my phone. I'll just stop, you know, do the dishes. I'll put the phone down, pick it up right on the TV. It picks up right where it was. Um, it's real. It, it, it looks great. You can customize the whole menus and all that kind of stuff. It's it's been working out pretty good, man. I, I've been enjoying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not there yet, but uh, I mean, eventually. I mean, I'll probably order Sunday ticket. Maybe you know, once once I find out what my fall is, I mean, I'll definitely plop down the money and do it. I just was kind of like, I don't want to buy it right now. I don't know, but but I know I eventually will because mm, yeah, I love my football, so I'll have to. So solo, I do have to get yo, going yo. pretty soon because dinner's coming okay. around. But I have one last thing I want to talk about with you before we go. Okay. Earlier this week, and I released it on our Patreon, I was on a podcast with Ralph from the Darmalars, Jay and Jack, Colleen, a whole bunch of other folks. Karen. Karen, I love Karen. I fucking love Karen's accent too. She's such, she's like, I, I, I just love it. It brings me back home. Um, but we talked all about, I didn't talk too much. I wanted other people to talk, but it was good to be a part of it. We talked about the recent revelations from Bo Ryan's new book called Burn It Down. And it has a chapter, just a chapter. It's not a whole book about Lost, but a chapter about a lot of shitty things that supposedly, um, I shouldn't say supposedly because Damon admitted to a lot of it. He said, I don't particularly right. remember, but I wouldn't be surprised. I I accept fault for it that Damon and Carlton did a lot of mistreatment of um, people of color, women, a lot of uh, racist shit going around. Carlton saying some really shitty stuff, supposedly uh, about Mr. Echo and it was just, Casting basically a shadow over Lost. What are your feelings on it, Solo? At this point, having what I don't know if you've read everything about it or how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I, I've read. I've read. I listened to half of the pod uh, that Ralph put together. Um, unfortunately, I wanted to hear more of you and a few other people, but. It was just so many people on the panel yes. yep. that, and, you know, and then it turned into a Ralph thing, which is fine. He's doing his, 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 you know, his show, but I really, the people I wanted to hear from, I didn't hear from much. So it kind of bummed me out. But anyway, I digress. Um, 
it lost will always be one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I know a lot of shit with Matthew Fox and, Mm -hmm. you know, and now the stuff we've heard about Damon and Carlton and the whole culture there, which absolutely shocked me. Um, but the experience I personally had with lost and the week to week, the show, and then the community we built and the friends we made, I mean, me and you, we met through lost and you were my groomsmen at my wedding. I mean, Hispanic Chris and Donald came in from out of town for my 40th birthday, like, like stuff like that without loss would have never happened. Uh, and you know, Alex Hahn, his song is in my film. I mean, you know, Miss Wendy, you know, Anna, they all came, they came out for the lost in concert. And then I run into a Neil, the ODI, which I went to the lost finale with, with Jay and Jack, like all that stuff, like would have never happened. Um, and so that will not ever be diminished for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was going through, you know, a rough time in life and lost was kind of my life at the time. And it was like what it was all about. And it did so much and it, uh, you know, emotionally and everything. So that part will never be tainted. It disappoints me about this culture that went on. And it's too bad because unfortunately in Hollywood and a lot of workplaces until me too. And what, and, and now where we're at, a lot of this stuff that just got swept under the rug because a lot of people were like, I don't want to lose my job or no one's going to listen to me with these heavy hitters and everything. And it, it, it sucks because, but this stuff has been going on for decades and decades and it just was accepted. And yeah. I'm glad we're at a point now where people can speak out and you get more and more people behind you when you speak out. Because a lot of people aren't as afraid as they were. They're not as afraid to attack, you know, the monster, the beast, the the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. Because now the, the foundation has been laid where you can talk and people will listen and back you up. And so I think it's a, it's a great thing that it's happening and it's coming out because if it never does, then. I mean, I feel really bad for the people who suffered and who had to go to work every day and was dealing with this because we all know when you have to work for a living, which we all do, and you go to a hostile workplace where you just don't feel comfortable, it's like, you know, being a new kid at a new school and getting bullied or whatever. It's just, it's not fun and it's added stress and it can affect your health. And, you know, so I'm really disappointed. Um, I do. Well, you mentioned that like Damon, at least with the Watchmen, you know, with Regina King and the whole, like he's at least listened and changed. And I mean, we don't know, we don't work with him. Uh, And then Carlton Cuse is just didn't want to interview and just his PR, you know, you wonder, I mean, I just hate to hear this from a show we loved. But yet it doesn't surprise me, but it surprises me for loss because of the cast chemistry, the great work they put out. I'm shocked that it was like a hostile environment. I really am. Yeah. I think you said 
I agree with everything you said, man. I was surprised, but not surprised. Happy that people were able to speak out now. Felt sad for them that they had to experience that. The way you put about working in an environment that makes you just physically ill. I mean, I think we've all been there, right? We've had experiences like that at different jobs and it's the worst thing in the world. You feel so trapped, right? Um, And like you're doing it to yourself, there's guilt involved. It's, it really confuses you. It's terrible. Glad people be able to talk. But then again, I also, um, it doesn't change the experiences we had amongst each other and the people that we met. And it it goes to show something we talked about during the show, which is in the end, we didn't know how it was going to end. And a lot of people didn't like the end, but we always said it doesn't matter because we met each other and that's what it's really about. It's really a lesson overall to me about fandom and toxic fandom and toxic people. And just, you'd never know you might love somebody, a writer, director, star, whatever. You don't know how they really are, right? Like, you don't right. know what went on. You watch a movie and you think everybody got along great, and then you find out that they almost killed each other. Yeah. You just, you just never, art is subjective and weird and emotional. And that's why you should just always kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Love something for the experience you have, not to give adulation to stars or people with money or power or whatever. Just enjoy the fandom, right? Like, I think like the perfect example is like a dude like Bill Kava. We always see him. He's going, he's trying, he's going to the lost thing. He's going to like conventions and getting pictures and meeting people. And then when I, when you talk to me, he's like, yeah, you know, I just have a good time. You know what I mean? Like I like being with the endless people. bank account. He has there evidently. You go. Well, he's, he's selling real estate, baby. Um, Bill Kava, baby. But I, but I really think about him when I think about that because I just think he's always been a great example of a person who, to me, always appreciates the people and the, right. the people you meet. Who cares if somebody doesn't like the show? You're not going to argue, like getting mad at people. Like, it's like when people were sending me like hate messages because I liked the end of Game of Thrones and they were Danny fans and they were like, I hate you, horrible human. It's like, no, I'm just talking. It's a TV show. But like, you never sent me a message to say I was listening. Thank you. But you did send me a message to tell me how horrible I was. Right, right. That's more yeah. about you than me. You know what I mean? Like that tells exactly. me and, more about and, you. And we shouldn't let this new news that came out Taint destroy yeah. destroy what we enjoyed about it because no, not at all. I mean I mean you I mean what's the point? You're like, okay, so the six years I was so involved and loved it, now it's all for not. No, I mean we, you know, unfortunately we weren't, I mean, if we were in the writer's room, sure. But, you know, even though, you know, the one former writer or whatever, Lou said, like, continue to love the show and, 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 and embrace it. And I mean, there's so much more to it that, yeah, this sucks and it, it it's a damper, but I'm not going to not watch the show ever again because of it. I mean, it's just what, why would I want to take that from my enjoyment? You know, cause then those assholes win, <laughs> you know, 
It's exactly. just like, yep. you know, and I'm not watching it for Damon and Carlton. I mean, they were like, we loved them. They were like the greatest showrunners ever. And, you know, the first showrunners we knew a face to. And then you find out they're fucking assholes or whatever. It's like, well, okay, yeah, maybe that tainted listen to their pod. But you know what? The show itself, there's tons of other writers and actors and directors and crew that were involved that made the show great. It wasn't all about them. Right. Yeah, they were the showrunners, but they weren't the only people making this fucking show. So I feel it's a disservice if you're like, oh, fuck lost. Well, what about the Josh Holloways of the world who are good people who gave it their all? And, you know, you know, so I, I'm not going to I'm not going to not watch because of Damon and Carlton, because I'm totally. supporting everyone else who, yeah. who fucking kicked ass and worked hard. And this story becomes something different, doesn't it? So I think as creators, as storytellers, you think to yourself, once you make it and kind of send it out to the world, it becomes its own thing. So Lost is not owned by any of those people anymore. It now becomes whatever the individual who experienced it was a takes from it because we as the audience members are a part of that without people right. watching it there would not have been a show it would have been canceled after one episode uh, so i mean think about this show lasted because of the fucking community and the fan yeah totally as lost I in mean, particular is a great example of that yeah right? like because no one knew what a fucking podcast was yeah. And we were so dark UFO and everyone we were with this huge <laughs> Jay and Jack with this huge community that fucking went nuts yeah. for it. Awesome, and, and, man. and we cared about an actor who had three lines in it. And we were like, we want to hear from them, you know? And most actors were like, shit, I just came on to do a little co-star role. And now, you know, they want me at Comic-Con because, yeah. you know, you know, I, I invented Froger. You know, exactly. or, you know, so it, it's yeah. just, I mean, there's way more to it than, you know, it, there's just so much more. You just, it, it's not cut and dry. This sucks. And I hope they've learned from it. And hopefully um, the people who were affected by it were able to get other jobs and live their lives and create under a better environment. And, um, all I got to say is for those who, who suffered from the race, I mean, even Harold Paranow, like, you know, some people would look at it like, Oh God, geez, you, you know, you're on a hit show, just relax. But no, like he literally was just trying, like, especially in 2004, 2005, you know, I mean, he's a black man. And a lot of times, you know, think about history. It's all, you know, it's predominantly white yeah. and whatever. And they tried the melting pot and it worked for us. Jin and son, a Saeed, you know, like, I mean, um, like a Muslim Iraqi soldier was one of our favorite characters on an American show. You know, yeah. when has that ever happened? That's true. So I understand. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a catch 22, right? Like you got to accept yeah. one part. If you accept the other, you just have to. And, and you know, and with Harold Paranow, I mean, being, being an African American male, and how his character, he didn't like the way his character was going and the thing with Walt and all that. And it, it's just We've like. We've been making fun of it for years. Walt. Well, like yeah. Give, well, give him things to do, right? Like. Well, that's the thing, too. Because we, we now we hear the side from him 
But like, you could look at it and be like, well, if this character is just not working out, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. But I could see from his perspective that this is an opportunity yeah. for a, a, a black father on TV with his son. And, you know, so that's where the miscommunication and maybe just not having the right people in place to make, you know, cause who knows, maybe that would have been a better storyline. I mean, yeah. then Michael ends up killing Lily and Anna Lucia. And it's like, that was shocking and great, but wow. Michael could have been, you know, you know what I mean? Like yes. it, it's tough as a, as a creator to be like, if a character's not working out, no matter what race or creed, it's just not working out but it was an opportunity for them to seize and be like, you know what? Michael could be more of a, you know, Jack Shepard character or whatever, you know, they were so excited to get him on the cast and it cut, they kind of let it go. Yep. You know, and, and you know, and I loved the Michael character and I understand the Walt thing with him growing and all that, but they could have made the Michael character more of a, of a lead that it should have been. And it could have been because he's a fucking great actor and he could have led, he could have been just as good as Matthew Fox, you know, but you know, it, it, it just, it's the way that it happened and it sucks. And I'm, you know, I'm with them, you know, I mean, he good for him for fighting for, you know, what he believed in and granted it didn't work out. Um, and, uh, and I will say this have. too. Yeah. I will say this solo after all these years I've been watching from, um on epics or mgm plus or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it's called now and he leads the show and he's awesome so dude he could have he could have been one of the leads easily. and lost and it, and, and, it, and it is sad because i i remember being so fucking shocked what happened with the michael character that it was in a sense it was cool for the show but he really could have been one of the leads and yeah, been the Jack Shepard right. type. Yeah. It didn't feel right because he's such an amazing actor. And I just felt like they really did miss the boat with the Michael character. And, and, uh, you know, get it? and now the boat. get it. Oh, miss see the raft, what, what I, I guess the raft, yeah. <laughs> the Dharma shark, but no, it could have been, they really did miss the boat with Michael. Yeah. Um, and it happens, unfortunately, but you hate to hear that. Right. The reason why it happened. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, really? So, I mean. Yeah. You just you know, got to keep thing, the positive go memories and hope yeah. that we can support the people. Hopefully people can speak out. They can be supported. The, the stuff they do, they can get, maybe they could get better jobs maybe damon can step in and say hey because you know supposedly he did do a lot behind the scenes not with mrs davis as well and some other shows he was a big proponent for inclusion with writing and directing and producing um so let's you know do those actions and p and the thing i think is like lost people can change People can act like this, and if you are, and it's the hardest thing in the world to do it, I know, but if you can be empathetic and say, look, you can have an opportunity to do better, then 
perhaps people can do better, right? Because if if all we do is say Damon should never work again, Carlton should never work, any writer they should never work again. Is there space for other people to fill there? Yes, most certainly there is. But then we end up in a, in a situation like we're in in this country where people just hate each other. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of nice that Damon admitted to things. And I'm not giving anybody a pass. I'm just saying not a pass. the way no. Carlton dealt with it was not cool. The way Damon yeah. dealt with it was cool to me. It showed... Yes, I know that. Guess what? I'm not a perfect person. And and I went from nothing. He went from I mean the story is we all know like one weekend they just called him up and said, "Hey, can you do the rights on this show?" And by the next week he had a huge show on ABC and he's writing yeah. with JJ Abrams. So Yeah, he's meeting JJ Abrams wearing a Star Wars shirt and Exactly. Like, oh so it's like yeah. you go from nothing to everything and then Carlton seemed to not be the best guide for him in that respect. And it, it leaned more into take advantage of this situation than it did make it better for people. But you know what, well, man? unfortunately, uh, real quick, unfortunately yeah. with Damon, like how he brought Carlton on to help run the show because he was in over his head. Uh, and well, he did the studio was, did. Oh, the studio. I thought he, yeah. he contacted Carlton. Oh no! I, I understand. I thought they worked the together on Nash Bridges. I think they did, but I think that's why they brought him in. Oh, okay. And you know, and unfortunately, when the alpha male comes in to help, like, yeah, you know, you know, it, 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 it it's a tough situation. But if, like you said, if Damon has learned from this and now will give other people opportunity because of it, I mean, granted. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's making up for what he did or what he was involved in. But if it opens the door for other minority writers or producers, then that's a good thing, even though it's not the greatest circumstances. But if he's now realizing it and opening the door and giving instead of just being blackballed from the business, if he's given up people opportunity, then then it then. If it, 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 not to say it's worth it, but that's a good thing. Yeah, we, we you got to try to find the good thing, and hopefully you have to more of the people who were involved in it step forward, and then maybe they can there can be some kind of reparation there uh, on somebody's behalf. But you know, I mean, in the end, you have a bad experience like that. It's really like what you said. It comes down to like the mental health aspects of it. And that's something that people are, that's yeah. an individual journey, right? Like that's up right. to that. That's not right. anything we can comment on as far as whether they want to forgive or move on or whatever. That's up yeah, to them. That's our, that's up to them. Yeah. Um, that's not our experience. Yeah. That's not for us to say. Yeah. But still we love lost. We love you. Yeah. People listening. We, I love solo. I love doing this polo, baby. Let's wrap it up here. I got to go make some chicken for the kid, baby. Okay. Make some chicken for the kid. I got to go take a nap. (laughs) Peace out, people.